Rising Stars podcast. I am your host, Brianna Moriarty. And today we have Michelle Sirois on from Blue Star Canada. He is the president of Blue Star Canada. And today we're going to talk about the next generation of the channel. So Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And can you start by telling us about your current role and your experience in the industry? Sure. Uh, Good morning or good day. Glad to be here. So uh, basically, I'm, uh, as you said, I'm the president of Blue Star Canada. Been in the industry for quite some time. The beauty around uh, my journey is that I had uh, experienced the vendor side for about 10 years. And prior to this, I was a VAR. So full circle, which uh, brings us the knowledge of every piece of the ecosystem of the industry. Absolutely. So yeah, for today's episode, um, talking about the next generation of the channel, that's, you know, you can share some really great insight from both a distributor, kind of a vendor and a VAR perspective. You know, we've, we've talked a lot recently and Michelle, you were unfortunately unable to join myself and Allie for the RSPA workshop that we did on the next generation of the channel. But from your perspective, where do you see the channel going and how do you see it changing within the next five to 10 years? Great question. Five to 10 years is, is, is a long time. Uh, as we have all experienced, changes occur quicker and quicker in the business world. But there's, there's fundamentals that we can discuss, uh, some of them and high level. I guess the consolidation of organization, uh, we are all experiencing purchases, consolidation, and, and with the pandemic, some of them, unfortunately, are going to be disappearing. So there will be, I believe, the strong players in the industry are going to remain and get stronger and bigger, potentially. The ones that are at risk may not be around very long uh, still. And I guess some of the changes we're going to be seeing above and beyond this is people reinventing their game uh, Mm -hmm. with, uh, I guess, the way they approach the industry, the way they touch the industry. People are going to have to change their games because the cliche comments that we've all experienced in the past saying that, you know, in 10 years from now, 50% of what we will be selling does not exist today. Mm -hmm. I think it's accelerated. And I think new technologies are appearing in the industry. New solutions are appearing in the industry. Just take as an example, the software players, uh, there's more and more and more of them hitting the industry and coming into the industry because requirements of the end user customers are changing quickly, very, very quickly. As a matter of fact, I wrote an article into the RSPA magazine uh, about six, seven months ago, mm-hmm. talking about the acceleration of technology and the acceleration of the adoption of new technologies that we're seeing in the business. So to sum it up, new players, uh, especially in the software environment, a I guess a change in the players, some are going to get big, bigger, some are going to go away, uh, and I think it's the law of the market. Obviously, the adoption of new technologies that we are not aware of uh, that are just around the corner of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're definitely going to see a huge impact in that next generation of technology. 
as you mentioned, the pandemic alone has really accelerated the need for new and innovative technology. So I, I completely agree when you say that the products or the services that are going to be sold in 10 years probably don't even exist yet today. And just as an example, to close on the topic, who would have thought that robots were going to be hitting the retail market as quickly as that? Exactly. It's the perfect storm out there, right? You're seeing lack of personnel in all environments. How do you replace personnel that are not existent? They're not there, right? Mm -hmm. The candidates are not there. And we're going to be talking a little bit later about recruiting, but how do you do the business still with less people? So maybe robots is one of the answers. Right. Right. And I think it's important to note as well, you know, we're always focused on the next generation of technology. And in our very small niche industry, you know, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, in the next five, 10 years, a lot of the leaders in the channel today might not be there anymore. So can you share your insight on how our current channel leaders can prepare for all of these changes, both from next generation technology standpoint and the next generation of channel leaders? So I guess, uh, and I said it uh, a little bit, uh, first and foremost, you are talking about 10 years. I, I believe that planning is crucial. And, and for me, planning now becomes how are you going to adapt to changes that are going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. Second, focusing on five years and beyond, I think is, is, too, is too far down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that leaders today should be thinking the next three years max, right? What is our plan? How do we adapt? And, and I'm, I, I wanna emphasize on the word adapting. How do we adapt to the changes that are going on. So status quo, doing the, the same that we used to do in the past does not apply anymore. So leaders have got to be curious. Leaders have got to look at next couple of years. Leaders uh, really have got to listen and, and try to re-educate themselves into the new reality that we are seeing out there. And the re-education re is critical, Brianna. Okay. Um, I guess we, we should all go back into learning mode so we adapt our businesses to that new reality that to a certain degree we are exposed to. But on the other hand, there's, there's new stuff appearing on the radar that we're not well trained on or well aware of so the curiosity piece is becoming very critical because let's keep one golden rule in mind, right? Which you know, the Challenger sale uh, book states, you've got to bring insights to customers. Insights for me would be, how do we do business moving forward? How do you better your business, Mr. Customer, moving forward? Here's some of the insights of how the industry is thinking about these things. So we've got to re-educate ourselves. So unlearn and relearn, if I may say. Absolutely. Completely agree. And you touched on this a bit before that, 
you know, the job market is difficult right now. Um, you know, a lot of retailers, restaurateurs are looking to supplement the lack of, you know, labor available with technology. And, you know, hiring has been a very hot topic. Basically, everyone I know has a job position open and it, it's very difficult and very competitive. So, you know, thinking about this next generation of the channel, what do you think that VARs and ISVs can do to make sure that they are bringing in the right people? Again, a great question, and and I I agree. A lot of a lot of people are looking for that new talent coming around. Couple of a uh, couple of comments on this. I think we should be in permanent hiring mode. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is, regardless if you need resources or not, you should be in permanent hiring mode. The the era of start recruiting when somebody leaves the organization or when you require somebody to be added to the team is no longer. We should be in permanent recruiting mode. And permanent recruiting mode for me is go back to my curiosity thing is is not only recruiting within some of the industries that we're familiar with, i.e. technology or whatnot. But I think we should go beyond the barriers of our industry into, as an example, the end user target audience. Uh, what I mean by this, somebody that has been involved in retail business, somebody that has been involved in retail operations, mm -hmm. somebody that has, 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 has really experienced the end user reality. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we're shy in going into that direction, yet uh, I am seeing some of the players in our ecosystem that have recruited very, very interesting talents that are at the end user level with the end user experience. Mm -hmm. We should not limit ourselves in recruiting and looking for and preparing for the next you know, wave of talent that we're looking at just within the industry, which a lot of us have done over the years. No longer should we do this. So that's one way of, I guess, preparing for the new reality moving forward. The other piece that I think is critical, and Gardner's talking about this a little bit, skills can be thought. Attitude and, and the way people go about moving forward and their journey journey as an employee, that can't be thought, right? So skills can be thought, but attitude and values cannot. Absolutely. Let's think about this for a second. And we've all had the bad habit of saying, can you do this? Can you do that? Do you have knowledge of this? Do you have knowledge of that? And I think this is becoming a bit wrong. Yet, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. If we can find the perfect scenario of positive attitude, good values, and skills, uh, we're all embracing this. But reality is today, that's not the case very often. Completely agree. And I think that's something that we see a lot of in our channel. Um, you know, people always make the joke that, you know, you go to these trade shows and you might see the same faces. They might just be wearing a different colored shirt. And people kind of jump around within our industry and forget to look outside because we have that experience or we already know all the systems. But like you said, it's easy to teach something like 
Salesforce, for example, but it's not easy to get someone, you know, motivated to go out and make the call and put on a put on a smile and a friendly face and, you know, really have the right attitude. So with that, how can current leaders, you know, look more into the candidates actual characteristics and that attitude when making hiring decisions? You know, it's very easy to sit in an interview and say, what experience do you have with this? But it's not always just, well, are you going to show up to work excited every day? Or are you just doing this as a job? How, How does one approach that? I think it's going to sound shocking, but the traditional way of hiring is is long past due. Mm -hmm. The traditional way of saying, here's a questionnaire of 30 questions and please answer, and we'll get back to you if you favorably answer the questions. First of all, it it is not attractive for the candidate. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be losing, you know, talented candidates are not going to stick with uh, with with uh, with an approach like this. So so that's piece number 1, but piece number 2, if we if we stick to what I just said, attitude, values, the way you think, your character uh is is so important where you are in your career journey, right? A beginner in uh its career will want to be more aggressive, make a name of himself versus somebody that's at the eve of retiring. You you got to understand where they are in their career path. Absolutely. So the traditional way of approaching candidates and posting a job saying, these are the skills that I'm looking for, I think doesn't work anymore and doesn't stick anymore. Mm -hmm. I believe more and more that you are selling yourself, you are selling your organization to the candidates versus the candidates selling themselves to the organization. Does this make sense? Absolutely. Yes. So so thinking about this for one second, I guess the approach should be, I am selling the organization to the individual. So make it attractive and then have a true, honest dialogue and interview, right? Mm-hmm. I've always I've always personally taken an approach where it's a business dialogue between the individual and myself. And we've had pretty good successes in taking an approach like this. It it pre- it puts the pressure down and it's an honest conversation between two individuals where you got to find out if there could be alignment between the adventure you're offering and where the person is in his career and the way they value things and the attitude that they have towards the adventure that you're offering. And I guess there's no bad candidates. There's no bad organization. There is bad alignment. Mm-hmm. I guess our role as new leaders or the future leaders is to minimize the misalignment between the offer you have, the adventure you're proposing, and the expectation of the individuals. Absolutely. And I think we're not putting enough, uh, enough energy on this. We're more focused, and it's easier, by the way. A or B answer is easy to assess. It's easy to evaluate, right? Mm-hmm. Having a dialogue and trying to determine the, you know, the attitude and the values is sort of a gray area. It's it's not a one zero approach. So it's 
it's more challenging, but the results are going to be much greater if you really focus your energy on who the real person is versus the skills that they have. Completely agree. Yes. I think that that, as you mentioned, it's difficult for people to get into a room with a candidate and not just say, okay, well, here's what you need to be qualified for. Let's run through these questions. And if the answer is yes, you're in. But I definitely have some more follow-up questions um, for that. But first, we're just going to take a really quick break to talk about STAR's new scanners. As a complete POS solution provider, STAR Migronics is proud to now offer a line of reliable and sturdy 1D and 2D barcodes scanners. The IP-rated scanner line includes desktop, handheld, and wireless handheld scanners. With a variety of uses in retail, restaurant, warehouse, and much more, find the scanner that's right for you. Learn more today at starmigronics.com. So Michelle, kind of following up on those characteristics, and as you said, taking that candidate on the adventure, on the journey with you, you and I have talked offline about the employment value proposition. And for our listeners, you guys have probably all discussed unique value propositions as part of your business model, as part of your sales strategy. And it's really the same thing, but what is that for your candidates? Why should they want to work for you? So Michelle, tell us, you know, more from your perspective, what is an employment value proposition and how organizations should be leveraging this when looking for that next generation of talent? You just confirmed the real thing, which is the unique value prop should be uh, the equivalent when you're recruiting somebody or candidates, which becomes the employment or employee value proposition. And its definition is very easy. It's the promise you make as an employer to the employees in return of their commitment to your adventure, right? So what's in it for them? It's a carbon copy of how you approach a customer, right? The most important piece when you're talking to a potential customer is what's on their agenda, not on yours, what's on their agenda. You got to understand what are they looking, truly looking for, truly looking for versus what you've got to offer, right? The old say of, you know, two ears, one, 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 one mouth, you listen more to you versus talking. Mm-hmm. Same applies to the employee or employer value proposition. So you got to understand what's in it for them and you got to state what's in it for them when you are recruiting. What's in it for, no, for them is no longer just money, mm-hmm. right? Money is important. We got to understand that. But we're now getting into a world of flexibility, Mm -hmm. the ability of taking time for the family. The, 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 the new generation leaders and do the new generation employees think about the well-being of the family, their loved ones. Uh, we all know this. So what's the proposition there, right? Mm-hmm. Also, how are you going to enhance the capability of the person you've got in front of you or the potential person that you're going to be hiring, right? Depending on theirs, their their and their career cycle, some of them want to get better at, some of them want to go back to uh, being trained, some of them want to be mentored uh, so that they can go to the next level in their career. 
So Mm -hmm. all of this combined together becomes the, I guess, the structure or the foundation for you to build an employee value proposition. And it's very, very similar to the unique value prop that you present to customers when Mm -hmm. recruiting customers in the business. It's very similar. Pricing is important. Don't get me wrong. You got to be competitive. So when hiring people or when going after customers, pricing is important. You got to be competitive, but there is, you got to think above and beyond this. This is where the unique or the employee, the EVP becomes important. Yes, absolutely. So you, you kind of touched on it, those employees or or candidates that, you know, express that, you know, they want a mentorship, they want to grow with the organization. And I use my story all the time. Um, I started at Star Micronics, really just out of college, a marketing associate and have grown within that organization because I'm roped into the mission. I'm roped into the journey. And, you know, there's not a second that I'm not being challenged. So when we talk about, you know, not just going out and looking for future leaders, but looking for them within, what should those firms, what should those organizations be looking for? And how do you keep them engaged? Um, You know, a lot of headlines in the news are talking about the great recession because, you know, the the job market is so competitive, um, salaries being offered are very high, and, you know, they're offering things that are quick to jump at. So how do we keep those future leaders engaged and identify who they are? So again, I'm, I'm going to summarize maybe some of the comments that I have, I've made, but again, be curious out there. Who are some of the people you're connecting with beyond the industry, again, maybe into the end user world or whatnot? Who are some of the people that are rising, right? Who are some of the people that are putting you at test? challenging you, challenging the way business is being conducted today, mm-hmm. having true, honest dialogues with you on the future of their business and the business. Mm-hmm. These folks are maybe future visionaries of where the business is going. There's one element in the business called reversed mentoring. I don't know if you've heard about the comment before. Reversed mentoring is being embraced by some corporations in North America right now. And the definition of reverse mentoring is this. Hire people that you are believing are the next gen people you're going to be going after and have them challenge you internally. So Instead of mentoring these people, they mentor you. <laughs> that's really interesting. <laughs> that, well, Brianna, that's a 180 degree shift, right? Yep. I'm saying have people that are going to come into the organization that are going to be part of your board of director that are going to be your mentors moving forward. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying this is there's no better people and that's circles back to my comment of sometimes we could recruit and hire people that are at the target audience or at the customer's level. They know the vocabulary. They know the challenges. They know the insights. They know the way the industry thinks. So have them coach us 
and how to, I guess, progress and move forward in our businesses. And let's not be shy in listening and understanding and adapting to this new reality. So reversed mentoring is one key element for me that is that should be on our radar all the time. Who are some of these people out there that you really, really would like to see coming into the organization as a team member? And really challenge the way we're doing and thinking about things moving forward. It takes a lot of humility, I've got to admit, but it is a trend that we are seeing in the industry and not just ours and in a lot of verticals, which has proven to be very successful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And at STAR, we we just refer to that as 360 accountability, making sure, of course, you yeah. know, we're a company, you know, standardly we operate top down, but having that 360 accountability is so important because of not just the next generation of people coming into the industry, but the next generation of technology and those that literally grew up with a phone, a tablet, technology in their hands at all times. So you you did kind of touch on it a little bit earlier, but can you explain to us, we've talked a lot about hiring, how this works internally with the next gen of the channel, but you know, it, it can be kind of replicated in terms of the customers, retailers, restaurant owners, they're getting younger and the technology that they need is getting more advanced and more complex. So how can this model and the next generation of the channel that we've talked about from an internal standpoint, how can we use those skills and use those methods to go out and find new customers as well. Let's, I guess, review some of the comments that I've made. Mm -hmm. EVP, the UVP, right? The unique value proposition, the employee value proposition, right? So, So that's pretty obvious. Second, I said it and I'll repeat it. What's on our agenda is sort of important, but the real, real deal is what's on the customer's agenda right? Mm-hmm. Understanding what are they looking for? What journey are they willing to get in? And elements like that. I said money is not the only piece, right? For employees. I, I'll repeat, Gardner and a lot of organizations said it. Price is the fourth or fifth element that is critical to losing a deal. Just number four or five. Mm -hmm. There's three or four prior elements before pricing. And we're all focusing on we were not competitive enough, which is totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Totally wrong. Right? So salary is not the only thing. Pricing to customers is not the only thing. Recruiting customers. So recruiting customers is, is the same as I would say recruiting employees. What is your adventure that you're offering? What is your unique value prop? And let's go and find candidates because not all customers are good for all organizations. That's misunderstanding the reality. There is an alignment with types of customers that do fit with your unique value proposition. And we often try to ignore this. And we organizations spend so much time in trying to recruit wrong customers. They spend money, bandwidth, and whatnot with limited results. 
Mm-hmm. I think we're in a world right now where we don't have that flexibility. So focusing on the right potential customers, like focusing on the right potential candidates for a job is for me the same thing. What are we looking for beyond just they're in retail, so they're a target account? <laughs> yes and no. What do they do? What's their values? As an organization, what's the attitude of the retailer? It is the same, Brianna, as recruiting employees. It's the same thing. Yes. And I find that a lot within the cannabis industry specifically. You know, those people that work within that industry, they're they're not just focused, like you said, on pricing. They want to make sure they're working with partners and people that are aligned with their goals, aligned with their mission. And that's becoming more and more apparent in other industries as well. So I I definitely agree with that point. So Michelle, just to kind of wrap things up, you've already given so much great advice on how we can focus on the next generation of the channel, those future leaders, customers, but any final words for our listeners on how they can adapt to this very quickly accelerated version of where the channel is going? You know, to summarize a bit of our dialogue, I I think thinking out of the box, right? Thinking out of the box, what you have done in the past, the way you thought about things in the past uh, may not work moving forward. Adaptability, agility of shifting towards something new. Curiosity is is extremely important. Let's not sit on our success because I I constantly say this within our organization, success is the enemy of success. Organizations that are successful today doesn't say that you're going to be successful tomorrow because the market is changing very, very rapidly. Mm -hmm. So let's not sit on our success. Let's be, let's think out of the box. Let's be agile. Let's be curious. Let's constantly recruit new customers, new employees, hiring and looking for new dreams of revenue or talent is an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. I guess these three or four elements are absolutely critical. And last but not least, the ability of unlearning and relearning. Let's go back to the let's go back to re-educating ourselves as leaders because it's a new world out there. It's different. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, learning is an ongoing process and I like your approach of, you know, sometimes you have to unlearn the old to make room to relearn the new. So Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of your insights. If anyone has any further questions for you or would like to connect with you, where can they reach out? Where can they find you? They at Blue Star for sure. Uh, so not a problem. And at the RSPA, right? So I'm quite a bit active at the RSPA. Um, by the way, they've got a they've got a phenomenal learning portal that people should all embrace. And the the objective of the RSPA with that portal is is absolutely in line with you know re-educating ourselves towards new stuff that we've got to get familiar with. So they can reach me via the RSPA or directly at Blue Star and more than happy to assist. Wonderful. And to further expand on that, there are a lot of courses and topics within the RSPA learning program, um, their accelerate program that do 
further elaborate on today's topic. So again, Michelle, thank you so much. And for Star Micronics, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, or you can visit us at starmicronics.com. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to leave us a positive review, a thumbs up, follow, subscribe on whatever platforms you're listening on. Thank you.